There we go. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. I apologize. Uh, we miss you. No, we missed right. you. Well, stop lying We're to my face. I said it before. Stop lying to my face. Thank you, Blue, for subscribing. Ugh. Welcome Hi. to Best of Five. <laughs> oh, that's right. I don't have to do that now. You're back. That's your line. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. And first of all, uh, I have to address something very important. I'm sorry that we can no longer call it Blow Up Tuesdays. I'm sorry we ruined the meme. But uh, we're going to, for those of you listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube, first of all, thanks. Yes. Find better you. ways of spending your time, please. No, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, and this is the best way. True. Uh, but we are recording on a Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. This is weird, Steve. This is Ultra Chen time if it was yesterday. But it's not yesterday. But it's not. So talk talk to the people. Tell tell the people why we're we're experimenting this week. Okay. So long story short. I got a new job and it's in California and I took a month off so I could move there, but that was a disaster. So I haven't moved yet, <laughs> but I live in California now. Uh, at least my taxes say so. Don't call the IRS, please. IRS. Uh, but anyway, uh, so because of the new job. For the notorious tax haven that is California. True. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. And let me tell you. Uh, never mind. We'll talk about that later. Uh, this is not Wednesday. That is true, Die by Sword. We just covered that. Uh, it is... Wait, no. It, it, this isn't Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Sorry. You could tell I'm tired. Um, but anyway, so with this new job, uh, which is a great opportunity, and it's been tons of... I was going to say fun, but I don't know if I would call it fun. Maybe it's fun. I don't know. If my boss is here, it's been tons of fun. Uh, however, there is a time shift. Uh, and the new time zone that I'm getting used to. So we couldn't push the show back on Tuesday because we don't want to have to compete with Ultra Chen because A, I like watching Ultra Chen. B, we're not going to win if we compete against Ultra Chen. They've been around way longer than we have. Well, not with that attitude, we won't. Duh. And if we go on after Ultra Chen, that's like, what, midnight? They, they can we'll talk. never sleep. They can talk. Then we will never sleep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's why we're currently on Wednesdays. We are trying to find the best place to put the show into our lives so that it doesn't ruin any of our lives. And we don't know where that is yet. It might be, it might be on a weekend. It might be on a Monday. It might be on a Thursday. It might be in the morning. We've been thinking about possibly doing that. Yeah, um, let me see in the chat right now. If we did a morning show on like a Sunday, how many of you would show up? Or how many of you would like be too hungover to show up? Let me know. Uh, or the other thing we've been thinking about is like, or we've thrown about at least, is like Sunday night. 
mm-hmm. as sort of a wrap up. It it does get a little dicey when we have uh, events and big events in the U.S., especially on the West Coast. Yeah, uh, but you know that's another possibility. We are very open to yeah trying to figure out something that uh, that we can do. Yeah. You know, we want to make you folks happy. We want to have you along with us for the journey. But we also have to be able to actually do it with our schedules. And yeah. that's oh, well, this way, because Oman's on that side. Yeah, but but uh, so a lot of people are asking how early. Uh, when, like, before Sunday finals is what we'll say. If Sunday finals start at 8 a.m., we're f***ed. Sorry, Steve. I got to bust out the, the beep sound Look, clip man. again. Look, man, I saw you on Ultra Chen a couple weeks ago, and I got to tell you, I like their way of things a lot better when it comes to cursing. Uh, but anyway, so... They uh, have that clout. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but the thinking for a Sunday show would be, and my ideal dream would be, if we could do a show like smack dab in the middle between two games of a Sunday final. I think that would be awesome. If not right after a Sunday final, so we can then debrief as early as possible and be the first ever show to ever cover an event right as it ends. I think that'd be pretty sick. Like the countdown would be like the grand finals. No people. I like watching the top eight ceremony. Never mind. But anyway, uh, that's where we're at. We're figuring it out. We'll see what happens. Most likely, to be completely frank, even though my name is Elon, most likely, this might be the day we do it, but we can dream and try and hope. Unless, you know, everyone else has other ideas, and that's fine. I think all this boils down to is we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's ready when it's ready. Yeah. Speaking of ready, Steve, we need to talk about stuff that already happened. So, would you please hit us with the first ever Wednesday recap? Second ever. Really? There was that one. Yeah, there was that one episode where the computer broke, uh, blew up. Um, that is right. When, yeah. So this is the second ever Wednesday recap. It's the first ever best of five season four Wednesday recap. I think it's season. I don't know. We're over 200 episodes into this thing. It's season four. That's what I have the, the name of the project of which we are in. It's season four. Cause season, I, season one of best of five was, when you guys started before I was born into best of five season two of best of five was when Efren left season three is when Sharpie joined and season four is when we added this stuff down here. Well, that that's, that's your, that's your opinion, man. Look, it's what the file name is, Steve. Well, file name. My file, the file names I'm putting on SoundCloud say it's season six. This will be episode sixteen of you can't season. Go above six. season five, Steve. 
we're doing it. Six seasons and a movie. CEO happened. <laughs> I'm going to struggle with keeping on track. God. <laughs> we'll try our best. Go for it, Steve. We can recap. Let me highlight it. Bam. Go for it. CEO happened, and man, a whole lot went down. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about all the games at CEO first. Okay. Uh, Skullgirls kicking things off to kill Sage, getting the victory there over Cloud in the grand finals. Turvon and Lorenzo Bomber rounding out the top four. You see, it's an all USA top eight. That was actually a very rare sight in uh at ceo there is only uh there of the 10 games eight of them had at least one international player amongst the top eight and that includes the next game we're gonna we're gonna look at bb tag new lon new 13 coming over from korea to take our cookies and our milk eating good here getting the win Zero Shadow Blood and Yo Game Wizard rounding out the podium there. Le- Again, let's talk Grand Blue. Let's talk about coming over from Asia and taking our cookies and milk. We're going to have nothing left for Santa at this rate. Ooh. Ren. <laughs> Ren getting the win. Zambu uh, and Gandito rounding out the top three. Also, Diaphone had a pretty good weekend. You'll see their name elsewhere in the top eight as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, moving over to Marvel Three, I got to watch. We've got a <laughs> we've got a Marvel Three graphic. I got to watch and, a lot of this. This was fun. Uh, uh, we've got. Some fam- some old familiar names we haven't gotten to say in a long time. Ray Ray is your winner, beating Jason Game Dev in the grand final. Escalante and Punk rounding mm-hmm. out top four. Punk is Punk's a Marvel head now. Yep, always. It's was. over. It is over. It's got that, uh, he's got that Philly Marvel man. Oh man, uh, Ron Masama. And not enough damage tying for eighth. But look at some of these names. Ron Masama, Frankie G, Kane Blue River, mm-hmm. Flocker. Mm-hmm. Some old heads coming in for, for Marvel. Also, speaking of old heads, I think it's <sighs> oh, fair God. for us to mention. Uh, Do you have the clip? I don't have the clip. However, oh. I just want to say it's a shame that couple people decided to ruin the event for all of us when they didn't let the two grandparents win. All right. Tinker and I don't remember the granddad's screen uh, gamer tag, but big ups to both Tinker and granddad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't can't remember. Uh, you know what? You, you know what? I'm going to throw the link in <laughs> pools right here in chat and i'll do that on the youtube video right now and you can see for yourself it starts at 31 minutes uh it is ram bam versus tinker ram bam busting out zero doom dante <sighs> he zoop zooped that <laughs> old lady what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> 
know, oh man. If if you if you come to Marvel, you're getting Marvel. That's yeah. a it, age, gender, sexual orientation. None of that matters. You're getting a ticket to watch the movie. That's um, big ups uh, to them because they came to CEO to do research for their event in Georgia, of which yeah. I remember and I should have written down, but I did not. So big ups to them. Uh, if anybody in the chat knows, please post it in there, will you? All right. But yeah, uh, I got to watch a lot of Marvel and man, it was fun. Uh, I had a blast watching a tournament again. It felt like being at home, even though I'm currently not at home, even though I am at home. Kind of. So Southern Madness. That sounds pretty close, Blue. But yeah. Big ups to Tinker and Granddad. Granddad won a game. He didn't He didn't go 0-3. He went 1-3, I think. So big ups to them. Uh, anyway, Steve. Uh, there was more than just Marvel at CEO, was there not? On top of Arceus. Arceus, thank you. Or Ar Arrakis. I'm 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 missing the, uh, I'm, I'm missing the pronunciation. Arceus sounds right. They are setting up to run Southeast Mayhem. Southeast Mayhem. Blue, you've betrayed and me. And that's going to take place in early 2022. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We've got more CEO to cover. Yeah, we do. Go for it. And Steve. we've got, and and, and you want to feel some brotherly love? No. Well, too bad. You're feeling all the brotherly love because MK11 top eight had two sets of twins. Top 16 had three pairs of brothers overall. Um, the two on top of the standings were these 16 year old kids from Chile representing top Siete games. Uh, Scorpion Prox and Nicholas coming in. They are they are really, really good. Uh, but they are your winners. El Cucci El, El Oh god, I was gonna say El Cucci. That's you you're the one that has to also uh yeah, big ups to El Kukui. And big ups El to uh, big ups to Katana Prime for being able to pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> El Kukui. That was one of those things. Do you remember do you remember when that esports team formed called Nigma? Oh yeah. And that commentator went on stream and said Nigma 100 times in a row to prove that he would never mispronounce it in the very bad way. And then the first event that they were at, the very first time he said it, he mispronounced it in the very bad way. That's how I feel right now. Well, look, you have the magic of editing. And for us in the chat here, we can all keep this between us until I clip it out and put it on Twitter. It's going to happen anyway. Uh, but anyway, uh, not only did the two Chilean brothers come out, but Yadriel El Punk coming up uh, from Puerto Rico to make top eight. And Video Game Joe mm -hmm. as well. So, uh, And the uh, Commandor brothers as well from Canada. Coming in, so a whole lot of international representation in MK, and we've got international representation in Street Fighter, especially at the top of the podium. Steve, real quick, uh, we skipped yes. over Dragon Ball. Shall we Dragon Ball real quick before we go to Street Fighter? Yeah, let's Dragon Ball. Let's Dragon Ball. Uh, 
Dismantlex is your DBFC winner, taking it over Legendary Pred in the grand final. KSAC and Jazz Rap rounding out the top four. But again, uh, Ajax Fidelity coming up from Puerto Rico to do some damage there. Hook and Chris G also in the top eight. And speaking of Puerto Rico, Mono. Mm -hmm. RR Mono is your Street Fighter Five champion. It took this long for a Fong to win a big major because he's he's won like a, a Capcom Cup or not a Capcom Cup, but he's won like a regional event before with uh, Fong. But finally, Mono, big man on number two campus. Right. It's ridiculous. I apologize for that one. That's okay. I, I, it's okay. I, I, I forgive you. Just this once, though. Okay. Who else uh, is in yeah. the top eight, though? T- top eight. We've got we've got some quality players. We've got some quality names. We've got some some names we haven't heard in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Tatarian making top four behind Punk and Nephew. Chris Tatarian representing Ford Models. He, he ain't just taking pictures. He's working on his game. Uh, Joe Umerogan up there for one of the names of the week uh, in there as, along with Chris G rounding out top six. But you've got Kaba. You've got Mandrake. Um, I can't read that top nine line clearly. I got Kaba and just Pokey in the beginning. And I've got Shine at the end. Um can you tell me who that third name is, please? No. Are you sure? Even if I yes. give you a pass to say it? No. It's non-transferable. Nope. As in it not can't be it, transferred Steve. to other other words. But Not taking it, Steve. You, ha- you have it if you need it. You have sure. it if you need it. I'll save it for later. I'll keep it like the get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have. All right, you know what? Just go, Steve. <laughs> uh, good ass Tekken. How about good ass Tekken? Uh, a very international flavor on the Tekken side of things. Four of the top eight finishers coming from outside the U.S., uh, including your champion Arslan Ash. In case you don't know, he's pretty damn good at this game. Mm-hmm. Uh. He held off Anakin in the grand final. Book coming over from Thailand to take third. Khan uh, finishing fourth from Pakistan. Farzine also coming over from Pakistan to make top eight. Are we not going to talk s- about how? Are we not going to talk about how Khan had to defeat Genghis? Genghis Don, another yeah. one of the great names of the Genghis week. Genghis Don had to defeat Khan. I knocked over a cup. Also, did you get to watch any of this, Steve? I didn't get to watch much. Te- I didn't get to watch much Tekken. Um, I am in a position where I have to work for most mm-hmm. of the weekend, so yeah, that'll do it. The, uh, the days off that I do have are when I get to catch up. Yeah. So, Arslan Ash was down, about to lose to Anakin, and pulled off a classic. Granted, it was in one game where he lost two rounds and then won three. Uh, 
Also, what I thought was so magical is the first match of top 16 was Arslan Ash and Rip. So you know you're you're in for a magical event when the first match of a top 16 in Arslan Ash and Rip. Arslan Ash and Rip. Uh, and big ups to Rip and Tasty Steve and Markman and everybody. It's so nice to see everybody out and about doing stuff again. And, we, we're and gonna the, talk more about that later, though. I I saw I saw that the draw um, between Cuddlecore and Book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. That was the matchup I really wanted to see at Kumite. That didn't pan yeah. out. But, oh man, so so much to catch up on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's even more b- because we've got some smash. You know, CEO Uh-oh. is one of we've. It's one of the big events that one of the few events that is big in both the traditional FGC and the Smash community. Uh, they came out in force for this one, and it's your boy, Moist Cola, getting the win over Glutoni, who came over from France in the grand final. Yep. Mute Ace, uh, excuse me, Mute Ace and Fatality rounding out the top four. And then let's let's wind things up with some strive. Also because... big ups to big ups to the Lord Moist Critical for sending Cola out. Can't let that go uh go unsaid. Also I don't know if I don't know if you got to see but uh Moist Critical who is a content creator here on YouTube and on and here on Twitch. I think maybe here on SoundCloud as well. Uh, but he he watches the tournaments live. And him and his crew watching is the funniest thing because they get so into it. Like he'll like take like he'll get like a weight and just start like doing shoulder presses and then be like, This is working, I have to keep doing this. <laughs> it's so funny. So go go support him because he's supporting us. Uh, he's signed a bunch of big names like Moist Cola, who won this event. He signed Hotashi. He's giving these players an opportunity to, that they probably wouldn't have otherwise of just being able to go to a tournament. So big ups to them fellers over there at the Moist Critical House. Let's close off the CEO portion of the recap with some Guilty Gear Strive. K7 show-off is your Strive champion. He takes home the belt. Remy Celeste coming down from Canada to take the silver medal. Kizzy K and Punk. Punk making top four in three different games. Mm-hmm. He's that He is turning into a T.O. nightmare. Yep. Just like... Every you know you you got to schedule around him being in one game and probably making it far and then oh he's in two more and he made top eight in both of those damn it oh so I feel bad for the for the uh, schedule creators uh, but you've got a pretty good top eight there Diaphone making top eight there as well as well as Tempest Shine and Idiosyncrasy rounding out your top eight. And you've got some big names like Marlin Pie, Hotashi, Lord Knight, Hook, just outside. So, very, very, very stacked tournament here. Yeah, even again, without another... players coming over from J- from uh, Japan and elsewhere. Yeah. And again, another super fun top eight to watch. Uh, 
I thought it was hilarious that Kizzy K normally plays Kai, but he was playing Soul for the tournament, and he was using the Kai colors on Soul and called them Headband Kai. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it counts. It counts. It counts. Uh, yeah, and Punk, you know, just showing what he can do, man. I, I can't. I, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like the next Justin Wong, where he just plays everything and wins everything. And then everybody's going to start rooting against him in Empire Arcadia, and then he's going to move to the West Coast. Are, are, are we bringing back Empire Arcadia just for the punk arc? Sure. Why not? It's the principality I... of the situation, Steve. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> there were a couple of other events taking place. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> just all CEO. We had more CPT action going down. Uh, the second event in the france spain portugal region this one was won by kills you the frenchman uh the frenchman taking the entire podium kills you akainu and luffy your top three vega patch doing the best among non-french players uh hoisting the the spanish flag into fourth place but kills you has qualified for capcom cup Luffy has not. If he comes over for the last chance qualifier, my goodness, you've got some big names. That you know what this last chance qualifier is kind of giving me vibes. I really hope they stream it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. Oh man, do you remember the last chance qualifier? Like the last one they streamed, where Nemo won. Yeah. And then managed to get like top three, I think, in the actual tournament. Uh, it, but yeah, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see that because we have a ton of names of people who have always made Capcom Cup, who this is their first year not making Capcom Cup, or so we think. Uh, so I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I'm a fan. Yeah, there's something to be said about having momentum throughout the weekend. Um, getting a chance to build it through the LCQ. But of course you've got incredible players you got to deal with once you get to the main bracket. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tough either way. Yeah. That, uh, uh, yeah, that last chance qualifier, we're going to have a good squad of people coming to play. It's going to be great. Speaking of good squads, Steve. Good squad is a great squad. It's been a, a little bit since we've checked in on the street fighter league. Uh, The Japanese Street Fighter League is about to enter its final day of the regular season. Um, The format is the top team qualifies for the grand final. We already know who that is. That's that's, uh, Good 8 Squad. Six points clear of Tokido's Roto Z Squad with a game in hand. Uh, They actually play later tonight if you're watching live uh, to finish their season. The other four teams are confirmed already. Rotozy, Shinobiism, Gyogun, and Mildom Beast. They are all qualified. Uh, They're just fighting. Mildom Beast is just fighting for seeding because they are the only team among those four uh, that have a game left. So those four teams battle out to reach the grand final, and Good Eight Squad will be there waiting for whoever comes out of that bloodbath. 
Um, on the U.S. side of the Street Fighter League divide, another strong performance for Nasser Esports. This was a dominant episode. Uh, Vodafone Giants 3-0 over Nordavind. Not just a 3-0, but a 3-0 where every set was 2-0. It was total uh, a total domination there. Uh, Panda Global did very similarly. Only got one game, and that was through Punk. Uh, mm-hmm. But 1-2-1 one, one, and the other 2-2-0. Two, two, oh, to, and that adds up to a 3-0 win for Nasser Esports. They stretched their lead atop the standings. They're now a game and a half up on Vodafone. Uh, PG now drops to third at 3-3. Three and three, But still, four teams between... Three and two and two and three. So this is far from settled. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens to the Vodafone Giants. You Steve, know what? One per schedule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was there anything else that we wanted to recap this weekend? Let's I'm sure there look. is because it was a big one. Yeah, let, we've we've got a couple of regional finals to go over. Uh, let's start in Tekken with. The Philippines and East Asia regional final. East Asia kind of there for window dressing almost. Seven of the top eight finishers, seven of the top eight qualifiers, I should say, were from the Philippines. T-Rex representing Hong Kong, the only non-Filipino player to make it. But it is AK taking it over Jules in the grand finals, RGN and Maru were the other two players to make it out of pool play. Sidestep Lance, even though he finished tied for fifth here, got one more win than everyone than uh, Titan Thor because he and Coffee Prince finished tied in the seasonal standings for the final spot. They played a tiebreaker set, and Sidestep Lance won, so he is the one who got to compete. So, on the other, uh, on the other event of the weekend, it was the South Asia Regional Final. Strong Indian flavor to this one. Seven of the top eight finishers coming from India, including second place finisher Love Neat and third place finisher Neo. But it is the non-Indian player, the Dark Prince from Pakistan, taking home the win and the top prize. Uh, this gr- the grand final of this one unfortunately was played off stream. Um, I don't know if there was a connection issue with this particular set, but uh, you'll you'll be able to find the other ones online on the Bandai Namco esports channel, and that is also where you'll be able to find action from the DBFZ World Championship European Regional Final. Uh, this one featured uh, top players from the DBFC online co- uh, competition with the top four finishers making it to the world qualif- or the world championships, excuse me. It was almost an all French affair. Yasha, Wawa, and Gila swept the podium for France, uh, but Spain's Shanks was able to finish in that four spot. He is the last man to qualify for the DBFC World Championship from Europe. 
It's a big Let's, recap, Steve. It is a big recap. And you know what? It's not over yet, is it? Well, we next week probably won't be all that small either because we've got quite a few events to look forward to this weekend. Uh, obviously, you've got Street Fighter League Japan tonight slash tomorrow morning. You've got Street Fighter League US tomorrow. Uh, this weekend, you also have the first event in the Arc Revo America qualifiers. Uh, this one being U.S. Central. Uh, Europe gets their third event on Sunday, and that is for Russia, Ukraine, and that region of the world. You've got the DBFZ Championships this weekend uh, for the U.S. region. You've got Tekken Online Regional Finals for Southeast Asia and Oceania. And this weekend, you also have the Killer Instinct World Cup. The wow. main channel, Ultra Arcade, they will have the LCQ on Saturday, as well as a the Top 32 bracket on Sunday. Devil May Care 4 will have a 3v3 exhibition, and Fight Sessions is going to have a special women's invitational event. Uh, to coincide with that weekend. So all of that under the KI World Cup umbrella. If you want to watch some good KI, now is a good time to do that. Dang. I love me some KI. I always forget I like KI until I see KI. <laughs> then I go play KI, and then I have a grand time. It's, KI's it's fun. It's so good. Even mm -hmm. if it, it's such a great game to... There are a bunch of games that you can just sit down and watch, even if you don't follow them super closely. KI is one of them. Yeah. And if you do follow closely, you follow players like Wheels, who has made it to KI World Cup every every year he's been able to compete. Mm -hmm. um, to see if... I, I don't know. Is Rico Suave back in the mix? Oh, man. That's a name I haven't thought about in a hot minion. That, yeah, I think he is, but... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see him. Uh, but, you know, it's so cool that a game like KI took care of something very important, and it was the netcode. The netcode is great, so we got to have a lot of online competition, and now we're finally leading up to KI World Cup, which is going to be great. Speaking of rollback netcode, we got a big announcement after CEO this weekend, Steve. And by after CEO, I mean during CEO. And that is the trailer that I'm going to play right now. Rollback for Blaze Blue. Central Fiction and uh, Blaze Blue Tag Cross Battle. It's crazy how Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle has become such a crazy, 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 amazing game. Uh, fun times. Thanks, Arc System Works. So, Blaze Blue Central Fiction and Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle now have are going to get rollback netcode. About gosh dang time, Steve. I am honestly surprised. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Let me rephrase. I am not as surprised about BB Tag. Hmm. Well, let me take that back. I am surprised about BB Tech because, you know, 
it, it feels like there is this sort of cycle when it comes to Blaze Blue games. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you get the support for a couple years. It's sort of like the Mortal Kombat cycle, where the support isn't, you know, you don't expect these games to get support for five, six, seven years. So I'm a little surprised to see BB Tag get it. But I did think if any one Arxis game, any older Arxis game was going to get it, it would be BB Tag. I did not expect uh, Central Fiction to get that sort of love as well. Now, Steve, you say that, but... Guilty Gear Accent Core Plus R got rollback not too long ago either. That feels like it felt like that was sort of testing the water to roll it out in maybe Strive and other newer games. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily think they were going to go with one step back. It felt like it, it, it feels like anything beyond anything beyond or before Exerd is ancient history in terms of fighting games. Which is really weird to say, and I'm Central probably going to get after Exer, didn't it? I it was right around the same time. I forget which one came out first. I'm okay. I'm, I'm pretty no no no. It was right before Exer. Was it right before Exer? Okay, because I remember the other Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma. I think. Oh, uh, that that's probably it. Yeah, that's but anyway, Boomer Fighters die by sword, please. Don't make me feel older than I already feel. And I feel like I'm like 800 years old, please. Um, but anyway, Steve. I am ecstatic. More good netcode for us to play more fighting games in. And if you've seen the numbers of players uh, on Steam, it has just skyrocketed ever since this announcement. Yeah, it's almost you like know, if it... they give us a good venue to play video games, we'll play them. <laughs> you know, we say this every time someone comes out with with rollback, but yeah, especially after everything that's happened over the past year and a half, well, coming up on two years now, online play, online experience is so important. It is so critical, and if you don't get that right, it is going to be tough to hang on to any sort of player base. Yeah, this is. Not only does it help the player base directly for for BB Tag and for Central Fiction, but it's also an investment in goodwill for your future games going forward. Because now, if it's not only as long as it's well implemented rollback, mm-hmm. you're going to get the benefit of the doubt when it when you're talking about pre sales for your next game, whatever that may be. Because that, you know, they're going to say, oh, you know, they went back, they improved the experience for Central Fiction. They improved the experience for uh, BB Tech. They're going to give me a good experience. I feel comfortable giving you my pre-order money now, as opposed to some other games where they haven't exactly done as well. Yep. Yeah, but man, uh, 
not only I, I can be as excited as I want to. I love watching Blaze Blue uh, Central Fiction. I enjoyed playing a lot of BB Tag and then Blitz Tank came out. And every time I would try to dash, it was an attack that's punishable and I got frustrated and left. Uh, but it's so cool to see these games get like this new breath of life. Uh, and seeing everybody super duper excited, man! I cannot tell you. Like as soon as I as soon as I saw that trailer, I went to Twitter. Just everybody freaking out. It's like, yeah, roll back for a game. Yeah, uh, I saw was it beautiful dude was like screaming at his wall scroll of uh, Relius. Uh, people at the venue were going crazy. It's just uh, it's FGC euphoria, I suppose. I I, I want to point out something uh, that. They announced this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Monday, Blaze Blue Central Fiction reached its all-time peak mm-hmm. for players. It was averaging, heading into CEO, is averaging about on Steam about 130, 150 players, and then it shot up all the way to a peak of over 4,700. So. Yep. If you build it, they will come. If you roll back, they will play. That's going to be the new model going into 2022 for the FGC, ladies and gents. Although, hopefully, there will be more offline. Uh, but, Steve, is there anything else left to say about this new rollback implementation for Blaze Blue, Central Fiction, and Crosstag? If you want to get in on the action, A, you do have to uh, opt into it in Mm -hmm. these settings Um, because if you don't, it's going to be the not uh, beta. Yeah. It's going to be the traditional uh, connection. Uh, Yes. Also there are, there is a blaze blue bundle sale. I'm trying to find the link for it. Mm -hmm. I was just about to mention that too. Excuse me. Even guilt, even, uh, even strive is on sale now. So there's like a big arc system works sale going on. Yeah. Uh, Strive is, uh, or BB Central Fiction is the bundle for both games is 50% off, uh, or for five games, I should say. It's a 50% off bundle. Uh, for a hundred bucks, you get Strive, Central Fiction, uh, with Jubay, uh, BB Tag, and Plus R. Mm -hmm. Wow. But Strive is 35. (laughs) <laughs> Strive is thirty five percent off right now. Uh, Central Fiction on Steam is twenty. BB Tag is four ninety nine. How much? Four. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Damn. I might calamity. Tr- calamity Trigger is one forty nine. One hundred and forty nine dollars. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Uh, cool. So go out there and get yourself some Blaze Blue. Get hit with some overheads, and let Arc System Works know with your wallet that they're making good decisions by adding rollback to games. Big thanks to Arc System Works for making good decisions by make adding rollback to their games. Steve, I think it's time for us to get to the next segment. Yes. We're going to talk new characters. And I was not here last week, but luckily, you guys didn't talk about new characters last week. Because even though I have had this new job, 
I have been able to get my hands on some fidget games, more so than I have in the past. If my boss is here, forget I just said what I just said. <laughs> I got a lot of opportunity to play both Luke and Happy Chaos. So let's go and talk about Luke and Happy Chaos. First, Luke. Let's cover Luke. Steve, you talked about Jake Paul coming to Street Fighter V. He's finally here. He's made it. And what I find really funny is the entire time they were like, oh, his dad's like a really important uh, person in Street Fighter V or in Street Fighter lore. And everybody was expecting it to be like Nash. Everybody was expecting it to be Guile. And in the end of it, they never say who his dad is. A lot of people were saying it's uh, Joe Star from Street Fighter 1, but no confirmation at all. Uh, but let's talk about Luke himself. Luke plays a lot like the mid-range characters in Street Fighter V. So let's talk like something like Karen, something like Cammy, where he's so, so good at controlling the mid to close range. Like anything from like, uh, like let, let's say if like my box here, oops, my box here is the ring, anywhere from between here and here, Luke has a very, very good set of tools to control. Uh, his mechanic is, uh, like, his big, like, defining mechanic is that every one of his uh, knuckle punches, uh, he, you can charge up. So you, can, you have to do a quarter circle motion, and then you hold the button down, and it charges up to three levels. And the charging time is super-duper strict. So if you're not at the top of your game, you're going to get a level one instead of a level two. You're going to drop combos. You might get a level three, and it's going to be you're going to drop your combos any, um, even more. It's crazy. It's a character that I think has a very good balance of being fun at a lower level and being difficult to master, which I think is what they were kind of hoping to get with uh, Street Fighter V. A lot of people have been playing Luke. Unfortunately, he was not uh, CEO viable. Of course, he came out the week of CEO. So no Luke at CEO. However... Uh, there's a lot of people playing Luke online and there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of Luke. And I think, uh, if Luke is a barometer for the direction that they're going for in street fighter six, uh, which they have said that I think they have said it is, but I can't tell if they meant it from a story perspective or from a mechanic perspective perspective. Uh, I think street fighter six is going to be tons of fun. If it is from a mechanics perspective, he completely changes the V trigger game. He doesn't lose V trigger uh, by standing still. So you have to attack him to make him lose V trigger or he has to use it up. Uh, completely changes the whole vibe of the game. Because usually uh, when somebody activates V trigger, like when when Minot activates V trigger or when Kami activates V trigger, you just kind of sit back and wait for that to run out. Sorry, Steve. Uh, and. With him, sorry. With Luke, if you stand still with Luke, it builds it back up. If you get a hit with Luke without using uh, your uh, V-Trigger move, it builds back up. So it's a super interesting way of making the V-Trigger be worth more than it is. Uh, and it's also a super good way of balancing out the use of V-Trigger because, again, when he gets hit, he loses that V-Trigger uh, V bar. So... 
Super duper cool. So, uh, I am a big fan of the direction. Uh, I'm not a big fan that it's Jake Paul, but you know what? Who cares? The character's fun to play. Steve, do you have any thoughts on Luke? I, I've got nothing for Luke. Cool. I've got nothing for Luke Paul. Nothing for Luke Paul. It's all right. Uh, let's move on to the other new character that came out a day before Luke. Or was it a day after Luke? I think it was a day after Luke. I think Happy Chaos came out on Tuesday. Give yourself the spotlight, man. It, it's been a while. You deserve the spotlight. No, it's okay. I'm kidding. All right, fine. Uh, so... <laughs> I, I hate it here. I hate I hate being... I don't like how I look. And my wall has some cool textures, which is nice. Uh, anyway, let's talk Happy Chaos. Happy Chaos is the Guilty Gear character who got announced the weekend of him coming out, right? I think he got announced on like fr either Friday or Thursday and then came out on Tuesday. Uh, Happy Chaos is super duper interesting. I really enjoy that character. He's so hard to play, right? His whole so Happy Chaos is the main antagonist in the story mode. I haven't played the story mode, so I just know he's the antagonist. Uh, but his mechanics are super duper interesting because he has a gun, like an actual gun. Like if you if you have ever thought, oh, like every, anytime somebody uses the analogy, oh, they gave T Hawk a gun, they gave Happy Chaos a gun. He has a literal gun at any point. Whenever you want, you can hit hard slash, and he pulls out a gun, and there's a crosshair that moves kind of slow on your opponent. And then at that point, when he has the gun out, he can shoot that gun at any point. It doesn't matter if he's in the middle of a move. It doesn't matter if the opponent's in the middle of a move. He can pull out a gun, and he can shoot the gun whenever he damn well pleases. However. That does not sound like a video game character. Oh, whoops. I did the wrong one. Sorry, Steve. That, that does not sound like a video game character. That you, sounds like a criminal. Well, <laughs> that just sounds like a, That just sounds like a straight up, like, you went down the wrong street at night, and and now, like, it, it's I'm, items on first to one. Yeah, I mean, he is the antagonist in the game. So, uh... Uh, Blue is saying his theme though. Yeah, his theme is crazy. It's almost like a it's almost like a Bohemian Rhapsody type of thing because there's so many different styles and it. it's crazy. Uh, anywho, the thing that's keeping Luke in check is he has two resources for this gun. One being bullets. He has six shots and then he has to reload. The other one is his concentration meter. If you use the gun too much, he's gonna lose focus and then he can't pull out his gun for a while. Uh, and they play around with that mechanic quite a bit. So one of his supers refills his bullets. One of his supers refills his concentration meter. Uh, certain moves, certain combo finishers allow him to uh, use up more of the concentration meter for better aiming. That's the big thing. It's like the aim is a little bit wonky, right? That's the thing that's going to be really tough to get used to is you go into like a big concentration or focus mode where like he does like a Wild West thing where he... Not, not necessarily a Wild West thing, but he does, like, a cop thing where he, like, holds the gun with two hands. And at that point, the crosshair is immediately on your character, and it can hit you from basically anywhere. Uh, however, that costs a lot of resources, uh, so use it wisely. I've seen a lot of people using it in combos. It's super cool. He's super different. He's super cool to play. He has this mechanic that, like, feels like it's... Something that can bring a lot of freedom to a game that a lot of people have been complaining about 
not being like too free uh or like people have been feeling very confined and uh, i think i've heard it say that uh, i've heard people say that guilty gear strive feels like guilty gear on rails uh so something like this i think kind of helps move away from those rails because it just gives you such a breadth of opportunity and creativity and i can't wait to see what people come up with uh and i can't i you know people have already been coming up with a lot of stuff so looks been fun he hurts he hurts to use my fingers hurt every time i play him because it's like you're just like the entire time like you can't use hard slash with him because hard slash is just the gun so you're just using kick punch and slash and dust uh so it's like super interesting because like again at any point like if you hit confirm you can hit confirm with it you can keep it, uh, make yourself safe right like my favorite thing to do is hit far slash which is like just a giant push if it gets blocked pull out the gun shoot twice and then reload you're safe if it gets hit pull out the gun shoot twice and then combo it's great i i it's so cool i i'm a big fan big big a okay for luke all right sorry happy chaos uh, i was gonna say if luke has a has a slash we're done we're just done oh something i did want to mention about luke that i forgot he's the best shoto in street fighter 5 hands down yeah his fireballs are so fast and his upper or his yeah. dragon punch is so good yeah that that his it feel it looks like a beam super almost yeah without how quick it is yeah Oh, so, man. but yeah, so we're in like fighting game Wonderland here. We got all these new toys to play with, uh, and I can't wait. I'm gonna go play some Happy Chaos after this show is over. So, so yeah, uh, those are the new characters. Steve, have you seen any of Happy Chaos? Do you have any thoughts? Um, I've seen some characters that made me happy this yeah. week. Uh, because we've got a lot to get through still. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, so we have the char- the characters that have already released, mm-hmm. but then we've got some characters that are coming down the pipe. Uh, let's do we we want to take a look at those? Sure. I have no idea what the order is on this one. We'll go uh, with we the want- order of games. So we'll start with a game that got announced a whole while back. Also, apologies for the graphic being wrong there at the bottom we'll have it fixed for next week for those of you listening you didn't hear what i just said thanks uh just pretend you didn't hear uh okay so this game got announced way back when and we're finally getting to see some of it and then now we're seeing a lot of it there's basically a new character for this game coming out every week so it's almost like kof 15 except for the arxis stuff so let's see this trailer shall we Who's next? Now, something cool to notice. Uh, I, I don't think I've gotten to talk about this much at all, but let's go back to that trailer real quick. Because a lot of a lot of there's something in here that's very important, and I'm trying to see if I can get the last frame of this to show up. All right. You see on the bottom right there, Steve. You see that developer there, Aiden. Yeah. Do you know who yeah. Aiding is? Uh, they are. They sound very familiar. Aiding uh, is they, the company. It, go ahead. 
I, I was going to say, it sounds like they may have made a game or two before in yeah. the fighting game region. And it's a game that we were talking about during the recap. Uh, it's a very old game that older people like to play, apparently. Aiding had a hand in making Marvel 3. So the fact that Aiding has a hand in making this game, a lot of people are starting to put two and two together and getting kind of excited for it. Is that going to ultimately be the case that we're going to get something very Marvel-like with this game? Probably not. Or maybe. Who knows? But it's nice to know that this game is in good hands. Being part of our, our uh, being developed by, published by Arc System Works and developed by Aiding and Neopple. Uh, so cool. And Dungeon Fighters is a huge thing in Asia. Like that's a huge thing. It's much like Blaze Blue or not Blaze Blue. I'm sorry. Grand Blue. Uh, it's a very, 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 very big IP that Arxis is getting their hands on. So we, we haven't been able to see much. These trailers are, uh, disgustingly short. If I'm going to say <laughs> like, if you hated the way Dragon Ball fighters trailers went, cut those in half, uh, Dragon Ball trailers were around a minute. This is like legit, like 40 seconds. Uh, so, that's Berserker. That's one of the, of course, one of the main characters in Dungeon Fighters. Let's take a look at a couple others, shall we? Oh, this guy. I'm so sad Sharpie is not here for this. Oh, no, he if, I were, a little if I were filling in for Sharpie, I'd be talking about how he could crush me within his hands. Alright, let's move on to the next one. Oh, man, I'm gonna get us in trouble. This is literally, this entire trailer is 38 seconds. What in the ever-living heck, Steve? Anyway, that's a cleaver. She tied that guy to a stake. Yeah, she is they going to inquire. Him. He's going to inquire a couple thi- about a couple things. And burned him. Mm-hmm. No, that, that is a level of violence. No. Okay, Steve, maybe oh. this character will fit you better. Speaking of guns. Also, by the way, I really hope this. I really hope this move is an overhead because it looks hilarious just pistol whipping somebody from the top with the. <laughs> Pop! Bonk! So that's Ranger. So we have Ranger, Berserker, Grappler, Inquisitor. <laughs> uh, there's one more, Steve. One more. Uno mas. Now I understand why people like this game. I don't agree with it, but I understand. <laughs> now, from my understanding, that's one of the main characters in Dungeon Fighters. I could be wrong about that, though. But anywho... That's the cast of characters that we've gotten so far for Dungeon Fighters. The game looks really pretty. It looks pretty cool. It's very flashy, very uh, neat. And honestly, like, I might buy it if it's fun to play. Uh, I, I think in in one of the in that last trailer we saw Striker, she did a combo where she launched someone and then just did like eight jabs consecutively. It was pretty great. Air jabs, baby. It reminds me of Exert a little bit, to be honest. 
uh, because when I first started playing Exert and I didn't know how to play, I would just do jab, 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 jab in the air and it would work. Uh, but anyway, that's Dungeon Fighters. Steve, any thoughts on Dungeon Fighters? It looks very pretty. It looks like I don't care for the series, so I'm coming in just as a, you know, from the perspective of someone who's just looking at it, a fighting game. It looks like it could be it could be a lot of fun. I, I, I'm impressed with with what I've seen thus far. Yeah. No, it looks great. Uh, can't wait. While we're on the Arxis wagon, let's stay on the Arxis wagons because we got a little bit of a teaser after CEO this past weekend. It's a guilty gear. The character just came out and they put out a teaser. I was not expecting a trailer, to be completely frank with you. And you could tell they didn't have much because this is taking a while to build up here. Oh, they got a Sancho character in here? Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's kind of true. <laughs> there she is. I've heard so many people say no buy can no buy. Guess what? You're buying now. Thanks, Biken. Swag. So much damn swag. I like there are certain there are complaints you could make about that character design, but she just drips. Oh, she just drips swag. Can I be real for a second? You are always have permission to be real. Why does she wear an eye patch if the eye patch is clear? Because why the f what what the hell is the point? Play, play, play it again. Or, or jump to... Yeah, can you jump to the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Here. See that? What's the point it's, of an eye patch if it's clear? It It's protecting. It's more... It's like a goggle. Both, Steve. Sorry. <sighs> Tired of these decisions that don't make sense. Just let it be. It's swag. It's swag. You know what is swag, though, Steve? I disagree with Biken being swag, but you know what really is swag, Steve? Go for it. Well, maybe. Yeah, and now there it I'm is. The swaggiest character known to man, Garfield. No. See, look at that. You see no. his block? He ain't having none of that. Talk to the hand, mister. Now that's swag, Steve. And you know what? No useless pieces of clothing. <laughs> He's a cat. <laughs> Look at that. The chat's hype. Everybody everybody loves Garfield. Although, I, to be honest, I didn't know he was a Nickelodeon character. I, thought I he was do a... not love Garfield. Why? What? Why? You have so much Nickelodeon lore at your disposal. And your first character is Garfield? No! Now, hold on, Steve. You cannot say you have so much Nickelodeon lore at your disposal when they wasted three slots on Avatar characters, all right? Wasted? Wasted. Wasted. Good night, Canada. Good night, Steve. I'll do the rest of the show by myself. Also, uh, we already skipped one of the... All right, that's fine, Steve. Goodbye. Uh, I disconnected Steve's call. He will no longer be with us tonight. Uh, so we already went over the DNF dual reveals. We went over, uh, Garfield. I'm kidding. Here's Steve. 
Uh, but dude, like Action Force or Action Team Hero now. Wait, what's that? Meltman? I forget that. I always forget the name of that show. Action League Now. Action League Now. Thank you. Meltman? There's not even a dancing lobster in here. Come the hell on. All right? Where's all that? At least give me the all that logo. Give me some. You remember when I said I was going to be upset if they didn't have the aggro crag as a stage? I'm upset. I've been holding that in for a while. Okay? Said you're going to waste three characters on Avatar, a show that I haven't watched. Obviously, I'm the most important person to please. Anyway. I just. I don't. So, Garfield is coming for free. He'll be out tomorrow. Good. I don't care for Garfield. You know, that is... They bought his rights in 2019. Okay, so Nickelodeon he's been bought a... his rights. He's... Uh, he's been a character from... For decades. He's been a Nickelodeon character for two years... And he's the first DLC character. I, I do not approve of this. I do not approve of this. I'm sorry. Call me a hater if you must. Oh, you like I'm Mondays too, Steve? Is that it? I am a fan of Mondays. Yeah, to hell with Mondays. Garfield Lasagna Garfield. is okay. It is In the interest of okay. me not getting too upset, we're going to move on. Yes, because I we think cannot that's... keep going down this way. Because let, I, let, let's agree to disagree. My, my blood pressure is already high enough as it is, Steve. I cannot. We're moving on. Here's the last character that we have that was announced these past couple weeks. Too bad Sharpie's not here. Umbrella, take one. It's showtime. We've been waiting forever for this. Hope you're ready. Did you give me the wrong starving. trailer? Nope. Why do all these trailers do this? We'll always be together. I'll feed you the world. Get ready for some mad salt. Get the season this one's going to be fun. Available now on consoles and PC. Nice. So we know she's coming early 2022. Who is the next Skullgirls character? Oh. Why is... Why is she introduced? Oh, okay. Well, why did it get creepy? Is that a bunny? Why does everyone have guns? Hey, everyone's you ever walk, got you ever guns. walk around in the twenties? So the rumors were true. Nineteen twenties? Let me tell you. Didn't have you a gun for your final bedtime. We're in trouble. Anyway, is, is uh, Black this, Dahlia. It, is this National Gun Week? We got Ranger. We got Happy Chaos. We got Black Happy Dahlia. Last week. Well, you're you're talking about him this week, so we're sure. counting it as this week. Sure. It, um, I mean, you know, people say give fighting characters guns and the game's over, but they're kind of proving that wrong. Man. Luke. Luke has guns. We are getting Skullgirls. God, we're getting Skullgirls characters in 2022. My mind is still wrapping around that fact. I am used to the game just 
get you know, I'm still used to the curse of Skullgirls. Mm-hmm. You know, the game that barely missed out on an Evo slot. That kind of got screwed out of an Evo slot after that. That had so many issues befall it. I'm not used to good things happening to this game. Well, get used to it, Steve, because 2022 is the year of the fighting games. As long as it happens. As long as, as, it, long happens. as it happens. As long as it happens. Omicron, go away. Please never come back. All right, Steve. Speaking of That's Omicron, what I'm actually worried about. Same. Uh, and that's... And I think that kind of ties in with our discussion here of our last topic, which we have 10 minutes to talk about. And it's CEO. CEO, first, sorry, second big offline event. First super major to come back. How do you think it went? What do you think, Steve? It went about as well as you could ask for. You know, there was... There were things that they did to make things a little easier, like uh, they had the welcome kit that included those those sti- uh, green stickers, or mm-hmm. three stickers, I should say, uh, that indicated the level of close contact you're okay with, whether you, you want a whole lot of space, you're cool with the fist bump, you're cool with people being right next to you. I appreciate that. Um, that's something I wish you we just... had before COVID, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we we can be the change we want to see in the world. True. Um, the one thing that does worry me, uh, heading into this, we did hear about uh, an Omicron case being confirmed out of a oh, person funny, from Minnesota. No, well, it was a person from Minnesota who went to a an anime convention in New York and contracted it. So obviously, you know, we know that can happen. We did have at least one K, one person step forward after CEO uh, and test positive for COVID afterwards. Um, not necessarily the Omicron variant, but. Um, if you did attend, please, if you have not done so, please get tested. Please get tested next week as well, because it can take a little bit for those three to five days to show up. Yeah. Three to five days after three to five days of attending the event, schedule yourself a COVID test. They're free. You can go to CVS. I did one before I went to formula one. It's so easy. Literally you just schedule it. You drive up in your car. And you park, and then they have, like, this little hut outside of CVS. Lady comes out, like, here you go. Put this up your uh, nose and touch the back of your eye. You do it, and then you drive away, and an hour later, you get a text. So. Yeah. Um, It's. But I think something like that just highlights that we aren't quite through the the end of this just yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did have. I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it uh, a couple weeks ago, but the Japanese players who qualified for um, the Smash World Tour regional final didn't get to go because of restrictions that were placed on uh, Japanese travel. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see that in other regions of the world. 
I'm wondering if we are getting to a point where, you know, and, and I, and I, I'm a big fan of soccer. You know, if you watched any of the Champions League games today, first of all, Barcelona. <laughs> Second of all, um, you saw that some of them started playing in empty stadiums again, especially in Germany, where they had a bit of a rough go of it lately. I'm wondering if we're going to possibly see another wave of cancellations of big events, cancellations of big group gatherings. I wonder if we're if we haven't seen the end of that quite yet. Yeah. And it's funny seeing the feedback post CEO uh, there's a lot of people who were at the venue saying they felt safe. They were uh, asking people to put on masks in the ballrooms. They were doing their best. There's also a couple people saying that they didn't feel safe, right? Um, so, and it's funny, uh, Esteban, Dub Esteban, uh, friend of the show, he was here. We talked to him about his KI documentary, uh, was there capturing footage. And he asked... Uh, about people who watched or attended and uh, on Twitter. And there was, again, a lot of mixed reviews of people saying, hey, it felt great. We had uh, one person saying they didn't feel great. Uh, I specifically replied with saying, I wish I would have gone, but I'm glad I didn't go. Uh, just because I don't know if it's just me being paranoid or if my fears are valid or whatever, but uh, it's a scary time to be out. Uh but with that said, from personally, from what I've seen in the streams, I think with very few exceptions, I think everybody was trying to be as safe as possible. And, uh, and you know, you, at the end of the day, the event was great, right? It seemed like everybody was safe or as safe as they could be. Um, unfortunately, because it's in California, there are a couple of rules that they have to abide by, which are awful because his leadership there is not great which which state was it in what did i say california did i say california yeah oh man i meant florida um <laughs> i genuinely honestly i didn't <laughs> here's where my brain's at i didn't even know I geography said a state. is a construct look look i didn't even know i said a state that's where my brain's at uh but anyway, it's okay. I'm in Florida, right. where some rules are definitely not as well thought out, and some of the people in power are desperate, desperately trying to cling to that power. Uh, so, of course, they were... I personally trust Jabali and his team to keep everybody safe, and I think everybody else did as well, which is what made the event so successful. Uh, I would love to see more offline events, but... Again, with the state of the world, it's kind of difficult to say what's going to happen. So, Steve, what was your what was your biggest takeaway from CEO? Like, do you have like one thing that was like, "Dang, CEO did this," or "This happened at CEO," or "I think X about Y." We were talking about I that think, in the countdown. I I, I feel like it's my big takeaway is just a reminder of how much offline events are part of the lifeblood of the scene. There is just an energy about, you know, my friends that did go, even my friends that didn't go. Um, there, you know, we can have online events and 
this is not a knock on anyone who's been involved in playing or or especially organizing the online events that we've had over the past couple years. But being able to go offline to to face off in tournament in person and then even more important than that afterwards just getting random games in meeting new people you know trying out new korean barbecue places because we don't venture outside of korean barbecue <laughs> I still have never had korean barbecue it's gonna happen you go to an event yeah, i'm moving to california i'm sure it's gonna happen sooner <laughs> <or later. laughs> but yeah just there's something about that that is just you know irreplaceable yeah you know we can we can do every we can do as much as we can online but offline is just such a huge part of what we do and it provides such a big boost of energy and passion to what we do yeah i agree 100 percent. because at the end of the day you know uh online tournaments are great and they certainly help keep us together and help keep us competing and playing games. But at the end of the day, being an, at an offline event or even just watching an offline event, like uh, as soon as I turned it on and I was watching a tournament again, I just felt like this wave of like relief, right? It was like, ah, I'm sitting back. I'm watching somebody zoop zoop an old lady in Marvel. It's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, like one of the... Like, one of the big aspects of the FGC... Well, actually, the aspect of the FGC is it is a community. And having events like this help bring that feeling of community, like that communal, like everybody's together, getting excited about things we enjoy uh, in the same place. Uh, That's absolutely, like you said, Steve, it's irreplaceable. And seeing it happen after two years of not seeing it is special. And I sincerely hope that we don't go back to another lockdown and we can get to more of these events and we can see these events. Uh, we can attend these events feeling safe and, uh, getting to hang out with our friends and getting excited about our common interest, which is fighting games. Fingers crossed word. So much like the C in the FGC and the C in community effort, Orlando, Community is the most important thing of all. Lastly, go ahead. What were you going to say, Steve? I was going to say the second most important thing of all is sleep. Yeah, always. Speaking of sleep, we have one more to see that we are going to cover on the show, and that's see ya, because it is time for us to pack up the bags. <laughs> you You hit me with that mix-up, man. I was like, what what topic are we doing? No, I want to go. <laughs> it is time for us to get on out of here because it is 931 and I am exhausted. Uh, so, first of all, everybody hanging out with us in the chat, say, like, put a, put a smile. Put a smile on the chat so I know you're listening. And you at home, type a smile and send it to a friend via text so I know you're listening. Those of you on YouTube... Comment a smile on the comment section so I know you're listening. A couple of you didn't type a smile, but that's okay. I guess I'll take it. Uh, thank you all for being here. It is 
I'm going to be 100% real with all of you. And this is even like more real than I plan on getting. Right before this show, I felt this kind of feeling of dread. It's like, oh, man, I have to run a podcast again. Especially after work, I was feeling a little bit defeated. But now that we're at the end of the show, I am extremely reinvigorated. And I cannot wait to dive back into some best of five stuff. Uh, I promise we're going to try our best to find a time slot that fits for everybody for the live show. And for our uploads as well. Uh, and know that I appreciate the hell out of everybody here and everybody listening and everybody on YouTube. So with all that said, this has been another episode of best of five. My name is Elon. I am joined here with the only main squeeze, Steve, the main squeeze, ace king offsuit jerk. Still a fan, even though we suck. Okay. USA. Uh, I just wanted to share that I have a shirt on that is Bloodsport related. Anyway. I appreciate that. Steve, any final thoughts before we say goodnight? Just one. Good night, Canada.